I am. I've got a button where I can where I can be like, nope, don't want to see you anymore. <laughs> I assume you're using it now. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're damn right I am. Well, that's fine. That's that's cool. Um, but it's not going to stop people from listening to the Gimme Five podcast, episode one hundred ninety-seven, side A. This is the Gimme 5 Podcast, a semi-entertaining show about very entertaining things. This is a Side A episode, which means we will talk about pop culture, entertainment news, movies, music, books, Florida, and whatever else caught our eye this week. I didn't read anything this week, um, but maybe next time. My name is Starfish Guy, and I'm joined by Shark Dude. So I got a problem uh you know when people start telling you about their dreams and it's kind of weird yeah, you're like oh god <laughs> like this fucking idiot's gonna tell me about his dream guess what i'm gonna about to tell you about a dream you're a smart guy i might need some help here uh, I, I dude you're past the point of psychological help there's nothing i can do for you buddy well we'll figure it out <laughs> so i had this like dream the other day where my wife and i were at a dance club which is funny since i don't think my wife and i have ever been at a dance club correct uh and i haven't been to one in at least on purpose in at least like 12 years, 15 years. <laughs> okay. Um, and I was dancing with my wife and someone like came up behind her and I looked up and it was Danny Trejo. <laughs> and I didn't know what to do. Other than run. <laughs> like I didn't know whether to high five him and be like, fuck yeah, you're Danny Trejo or be like, that's my wife or just be like, well, I can't win this battle. <laughs> Hope you didn't hear the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and it was funny because I uh, like no like you say that, but no joking, the first thing I thought of was like, wow, he really is short like Rob said. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, like I had to like look over my wife's shoulder to like see him. You know, it makes sense that he would appear in one of your dreams cuz he's like he's just like a running topic. <laughs> like he's just like something we always talk about. So, it's true. I'm 0% surprised. Like, I, honestly, like, I, that it, it makes complete sense to me. You know, that's really, really funny. Danny Trejo. <laughs> Here he is yeah. again. <laughs> he owns a donut shop, a taco place. He's in every movie, and he's showing up in my And dreams. now he's in your dreams. Okay, well, uh, we're going to – what are we going to talk about this week? We have that. Um, so one thing I didn't see is that new Disney Plus Marvel thing. Um, it's called What If? It looks very, very cool. I didn't get a chance to see it, but hopefully you can shed some light on it. Um, Guns N' Roses of, you know, 1987 fame came out with a new track that I have very, very, very strong opinions about. It's called Absurd. So we'll we'll talk about that a little bit. And uh, the new, the ultra-violent, the much, much, much better... The Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Well, here's where I talk about spoilers. In that it's going to happen. So, 
you know what you've seen. You know what you haven't seen. If you haven't seen something that we're about to talk about, and you're one of those people that gets annoyed about spoilers, we try to do our best to not screw things up, but we will. So that's your warning. So see the stuff first. He just told you what we're going to talk about, and you and uh, you do the rest. I feel um, like I feel like I, I'm gonna. <clears throat> I, I'm really careful about spoilers, but I feel like I'm gonna spoil sui- the Suicide Squad because I'm I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. So just tell me to calm down if I if, <laughs> if I go a little overboard. <laughs> but first, is there anything in the news? I didn't I didn't find any news. I didn't look. Today. So I've got two news things. Okay. Um, I don't know if they're they're controversial or not, but they're controversial to some people, but not me. Uh, in DC's Batman comics, and we, I am a comics person. We don't really talk about comics on this show because you know there's a lot of other podcasts that do talk about comics, and they've been doing it for a lot longer than us. But I do like to occasionally bring some interesting news out of the comics world. Um, in uh, so, do you know how many? There's like a lot of Robins. I'm not sure if you actually knew that. There's like a lot of Robins throughout the years, correct? Yeah, I, I'm. I am aware of that. I just don't know how that works, like within the confines of the story. But like, but yeah, I get that. So there's there's Dick Grayson. He was the the one that eventually became Nightwing. He's the one that was like a gymnast or a acrobat, and his parents got killed. Got so it. So you've seen that one. I remember that one. Yep. And there's uh, Jason Todd. He was the one that had like the the hair that was a little bit more towards like a part. And he was the one of the – he was the 80s one, and he was a little bit of a dick. In fact, I, he was the one that Batman caught stealing the hubcaps from his car, and he was the one that got killed by the Joker in theory. Okay? So oh, a bunch of them. okay. Right. Uh, in the 90s, they definitely made Robin a little more hip and cool and younger, and that was uh, Tim Drake. And then okay. now there's one uh, – Tim Drake is actually the one I like the best. And then there's a, uh, one called Damien, who is the son. You've seen the Batman movies, the son of Batman and uh, Talia Al Ghul. Uh, and he's, oh yeah, yeah. He was like straight up trained as an assassin, so Batman's kind of turning him less feral over the years. And now this has been seven, eight years of that character existing. So Tim Drake was the most recent Robin beyond that, and he didn't really have a place in the DC universe. So he's been people didn't know what to do with them, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there's always been a little bit of a thing that. Maybe this character is gay, which again, I like interesting stories. I don't care what the story is. Um, so I'm not, I'm in no way, shape, or form. Like when some, when you want to change a character into something, it's a comic book. Do it. So I really like this change. Um, so if, I think this is one of the first major major characters that came out, and they did it in a really beautiful way. You know, with the you know, a character that kind of knew that Tim Drake was Robin and also kind of knew what – that he was gay. About and his orientation, yeah. Yeah, about his orientation. And the character himself was gay, and he was like, you know, Tim Tim helped me learn how to be myself, and maybe I need to help him learn how to be himself. That's cool. So it was, a, it was kind of a, a beautiful book. Now, there are people, of course, complaining because, oh, that's my Robin, blah, blah, blah. And, of course, they say it's about other stuff, and they're using this other character named Spoiler, who's a female character. And they're like, well, uh, we said no spoilers, but there's a character named Spoiler. <laughs> okay. Where they were like, well, Spoiler dated Tim Drake, and he loved her. He's like, okay, but doesn't love evolve? Don't people learn more about themselves as life goes on? You know, People sometimes fall in love because that's what's expected of you. I have 
plenty of friends who are gay that are like, oh yeah, I dated that girl in high school. Uh, what? Right, exactly. Having dated a girl doesn't pre doesn't completely take away the fact that there's a possibility that you're gay. Like that's mm-hmm. that's that's a ridiculous argument. Yeah. So the, I'm trying to find the creative team here, because um, it was it's just a the creative team the way they spelled it out was it, it was it was really beautiful. It was a, and this is just an article on Gizmodo that I saw and um oh yeah okay I wanted to the uh, writer is uh, Fitz Martin. And he said, uh, I wanted to pay tribute to the fact that sexuality is a journey. To be clear, his feelings for Stephanie have been 100% real. That's spoiler. Uh, as are his fe- feelings for Bernard. However, Tim is still figuring himself out. I don't think he has the language for it yet. Interesting. Uh, it's, it's, okay. Yeah. And it, it's just cool. And it immediately brought the character back from being uninteresting and not used very much to something that I'm really looking into reading in the near future. Um, so... That was the first thing that I saw news-wise. That's super interesting, and I just want to throw in real quick. The um, it reminds me of, um, you know, I I I just got Disney Plus back for whatever reason. I got rid of it like a while ago, and I just got it back. So I'm I've been like catching up on everything, and you know, Loki's sort of very Loki revelation. Yeah. Of of being by, and it was really interesting how it was done. And it was just matter of fact, and it was just like, boom, and she made a comment, and he made a comment back, and it was just like nobody, it was no big deal, and it was awesome. Like, it was really cool how they did it. I thought that was, like, so well done, and they just moved on with it. You know what I mean? I read it, I read something that it was weird, because, like, and I don't know if this is true or not, I gotta find out for my wife, that, like, terminology for these things didn't actually exist until, like, the Freud era. And you mean like gay or bisexual, like homosexual, bisexual, that kind of thing? Yeah, it was just kind of like a thing that happened. Like they would say what like more like, oh, he he was with another man or something like right. that. Right. Or maybe like a euphemism or something instead. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Which and I don't know if that's true or not, but I, I read it in some article I was looking at. I could see that becoming a, a thing around that time. I didn't know that 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 well, did you say Freud? Yeah, I didn't know that specific. So, I mean, I could see that because he talks about sexuality a lot, but um, I could see it be- becoming something like that around the late eighteen hundreds, mid late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds, when all this like psychology yeah, stuff cause, is. Because some of the art, like some of the article, was someone basically saying like this was my, this was my aunt's friend that lived with her, and they only had one bedroom, but we didn't talk about it. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. I actually... Anyway, that's mm-hmm. um... that's very cool. That's interesting. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to maybe check out those issues now. Another thing that did pop up, and this is um, controversial for the Disney-minded people, and you you said you heard a little bit about this. Uh, this happened a couple weeks ago. Scarlett Johansson is in fact suing Disney over the Black Widow streaming release, and I'm I'm gonna not try to read this article. The I'm getting some of the details from the Wall Street Journal uh, article about it, and so basically, uh, Scarlett Johansson when she signed on, she was supposed to get a back end of the the, the movie ticket sales. Aha. And there's and there's bonuses involved and I don't again, I don't I'm not looking at the contract here. But if you're like, you know, if this movie makes a hundred million dollars, you're gonna get an extra ten million dollars and then you're like, Oh yeah, we released it on T V instead, it only made thirty million. Never mind here you don't get a bonus. Making up the numbers here. Right. I understand. But I the, totally the point understand being that like you need box office numbers but you know what we're going to do? 
We're just going to give it to everyone on TV. <laughs> so, yeah. so don't worry about the box office. <laughs> yeah, and people take lesser money up front in order to get a much larger back end, which is how a lot of movies get made. Right. Yeah, that's how you... That's how some independent movies get made with big-name stars because they can't afford the stars to begin with. So Disney is suing Disney over this. This is something that HBO had to deal with, the HBO Warner Brothers thing, when they decided to put everything on HBO Max. But they immediately doled out hundreds of millions of dollars to keep their stars happy, whereas Disney does not do that. So they are in the middle of a fight, and there are rumors that Scarlett Johansson will not partake in any more Disney projects, including – a non-Marvel movie that she was supposed to be in, which I forget what it was. But Interesting. Um, it was a big uh, tentpole uh, thing, which is uh, hidden behind a paywall at the moment. So that is uh, kind of an interesting little story that's breaking. It's going to be more interesting when I talk about what if, when I give you the list of people that are involved. Um, that is really interesting because I kind of see her point. I mean, I can't – I could see the argument like, well, how much money do you need or whatever. But on the other end, you're right. Like she made this contract and she's kind of getting screwed a little bit. Now, Well, and you can also say how much money do you need to Disney who makes billions. Correct. Right. Exactly. Um, that's really interesting. I'm, I'm, I think I'm interested to see how this pans out because legal cases take weird turns and you never know what kind of ramifications this could have in the future for – for big stars yeah. like that. This is what caused that writer's strike years ago. Something similar? The, yeah, I mean, there was... Streaming was on the precipice. And uh, there was... The writers You know, were like, look, you you pay us for the the initial script, but you're... But it, and then you're like, well, what about video releases? What about this? Well, now video releases are going away. What about streaming? And, you know, you know how it is. Lawyers are going to be like, oh... That's not considered a video release. You know, right, I'm sure they would be like, right. in your contract, it says VHS release, and right. this came out on Blu-ray. Like, uh, of course, right. So that's that is before Blu-ray ever was invented. You were supposed to have known, <laughs> and then put it in your contract because yeah. you're all right. Like that's bullshit, of course. <laughs> so that that uh, that is a thing. Interesting. Those are that two very interesting stories, um, sort of Disney related. And I'm, I'm I'm curious to see. Are you going to get those that that you're going to get into those, um, that Robin comic book, like the Batman and Robin? Yeah, one? Uh, well, I'm curious to see how it goes. I haven't bought comics in a while uh-huh. um, because they they are ridiculously expensive, and that was kind of the thing I I cut away from my hobby. But what I do is I wait until the story. Like, okay, they're ridiculously expensive if they're not good. So I wait until an entire story comes out, and then I buy the book of it. Oh, uh, that's a good idea. Okay. Um, because there are so many stories that, like, yeah. you know, you spend upwards of 12 15 bucks, and then by the time you get to the last story, you're like, I, the last book, you know, I'm not really enjoying this. Why did I read the other ones? And then you kind of end up buying it just because you want to get the closure. Right. You feel uh, like you're invested. Yeah. Yeah. So the uh, issue, the the comic, by the way, it's not a Batman issue. It's called Urban Legends, which is, I guess, the, the Batman side characters. Um so I, I think I might take a look look for it. the the art is beautiful like above and beyond that um, I don't know who did it but it's like it has an almost painted feel to it it's it's just a really good looking comic in general um, and the uh, you don't know this term because you don't pay attention to comics but there's there's a term in comics called acting where it's like could you figure out what the character is seeing just like 
without seeing the word bubbles, like can you tell by the expression on their face or how they're standing? Oh, interesting. And a lot and a lot of the really good comic care comic artists can draw something. And you're like, oh wow, that character's smirking. Whereas other times they just all have like the you know the I'm a superhero kind of big pose, <laughs> you know, like chin up, and you have no idea what they're feeling other than I'm a superhero. Right, right. <laughs> and you can like see the facial expressions of these characters. So interesting. I, I like I like that. Okay. All right. Okay. Very cool. Um, and if I did buy that comic, you know where I'd buy it? I'd buy it at a store uh, in Florida. If I could wade through the meth addicts having sex with alligators. Interesting that you said that. Have you noticed that Rob isn't here? <laughs> <laughs> well, is, in, in this in this story, is he the meth addict having sex with alligators? The person watching, or did he get caught up in that? Or is he dancing somewhere with Danny Trejo? We just don't know. I'm going to say yes to all of it. Um, I found... Okay, if this article didn't come with a name, I'd be like, all right, this is Rob. But <laughs> but there is a name to this. Um, <clears throat> you know sometimes you need to like get somewhere so you like steal a pickup truck? You know what I mean? A couple times. Yeah. I mean, oh, wait, hold on. Who's asking? Yeah, uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> and then, you know, like in that same day... Like, you crash that pickup truck, so you need another one, so you steal another pickup truck. You know what I mean? I it's, it it happens. What I'm saying is it happens. Are you watching me? And then, and then something else happens, and then you just kind of, like, need a four-wheeler, so you steal one of those. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, and then whatever happens to the four-wheeler, so you're just kind of, like, wherever you are, so what's the closest thing I can take? A forklift. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> and uh so uh, Charles Harrington a of course from Florida he did all that in an 18 hour period. <laughs> uh, Charles Maxwell Harrington the 4th. <laughs> yeah. And wanted the heir to the Harrington fortune. <laughs> Just stole a goddamn forklift. Oh by the way, who saw this coming? He's wanted w- w- on outstanding warrants in in Marion County. Um, not related to this. So, <laughs> so uh, this the article's really funny. It says, a Florida man was very busy Tuesday after he went on a Volusia County Sheriff's Office uh, on what the, what the Volusia County Sheriff's Office calls an, quote, impressive crime spree <laughs> that included at <laughs> <Every> least... time. <laughs> they were impressed by it. It, it, report, it. it was at least four stolen vehicles Plus property damage. <laughs> I, whenever the the police come out and say it's an impressive crime, crime spree, I'm totally picture Anchorman where he's yelling at his dog for. It's like, what? You ate an entire ham, and you peed in the refrigerator. I'm not even mad. That's impressive. I'm just impressed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this this was funny. I, this one had me like laughing. I mean, uh, th- like Volusia County deputies just started getting like all these calls Tuesday morning of like. My truck was stolen, and then there was like it was like crashed on Highway 17, and they, and then they found that that was a stolen truck, and then not too long after that there was another call about somebody else's truck, and it was like he crashed into like the woods somewhere, and then he like found like a, a uh, like a warehouse, and the forklift was driven around until it ran out of gas. <laughs> oh, oh, and then the second, I'm sorry, the second Ford F50 F150 was. After the forklift ran out of gas. And then he crashed okay. that in the woods. <clears throat> and then the deputy said that 
the catalytic converter from the truck had been cut out of it when they found it. So I guess maybe that's well, that's what the problem is. I just realized this poor man just needed a catalytic converter for his own truck, and he was just trying to figure out how to get it done. That's weird. If you think about it, he's a problem solver. You know what I mean? Like he's just doing what he's got to do. Much respect, that's by crazy. man. Yeah. Anyway, I was laughing. I just, I just, I thought that was hilarious. Like I just, yeah, I was. Oh, he also stole an... a pair of shoes. <laughs> well, I mean, he's kind of going downward, down on the the modes of transportation. Yeah. yeah. Next, he'll just he's... be on one of those like things in the park that goes back and forth. <laughs> like a spring, <laughs> like on yeah. a big spring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he does. He thinks he's going somewhere, but he's not hurting anyone. Let's just let him tire himself out. Oh, this is another good one. Another property owner called deputies and said that he could hear the four-wheeler on his property while he was out spraying pesticides. He started fo- the, the four, like the ATV. He started following the tracks, according to the arrest report. And he did so until he found a man walking who asked if he could drink from the sprinklers. And the property owner had the presence of mind to tell him, well, no, there's, there's poison in the water lines. And the guy believed him, and he left. <laughs> like, he believed that the water main was poison. <laughs> so, I mean, this is clearly, like, some kind of meth thing or something. This guy was on something, obviously. Yeah, but it doesn't yeah. say in the article. But I just like, thought there's that po- was... There's poison in the sprinklers. The guy's like, sweet. I'm going to get <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Won't be the first time, buddy. I, I, thought yeah. that, I just thought this was funny. Like, it's just a ridiculous... And thankfully, no one got hurt. No, yeah, no one. There was no major whatever. There, I saw some other Florida stories that were like too depressing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is like this. I know this happened to you a couple of maybe a month or so ago, where I was kind of like, oh my gosh, am I gonna even gonna find anything? And uh, then, then this, ding, ding, ding. then Warren uh, Charles Harrington appeared. Uh, you know, with angels singing, and I was like, thanks, buddy. <laughs> <clears throat> Thanks uh, for the story. Charles Harrington and his family made their money selling fine timepieces. <laughs> and sprinkler parts, apparently. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, so just to make sure that Omar or Rob don't have to go out and steal F-150s or shoes, uh, if you guys want to support the show and support their F-150 habit, uh, you can become a patron. And you do that by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash gibby5podcast. Uh, it's just $5. And five dollars, you, know, you could give it to abandoned puppies with singer songwriters singing about them in a sad manner, or you could give it to us so that Rob and Omar don't have to steal trucks and ATVs. I'm gonna do it anyway, but that's just but for my own. Now point. you can buy a little fuzzy dice for, the <laughs> for my for, for my forklift. Yeah, <clears throat> and what it does is it really it actually helps us, you know, with the server space and and. Equipment and things like that. It's not like we're going out on stripper spending sprees, as far as we want you to know. Uh, this We don't just take the money and do nothing. Uh, what we do is we also uh, allow you guys to make your own Give Me Five list for the Side B episodes. You get to learn what movie we're watching each week. Uh, you get to make requests sometimes. There's just a bunch of stuff. You know, we have a patron chat room with a bunch of really cool people in there and myself. Um, uh, you get a birthday, a special birthday episode where we do a top five list about you for your birthday. Uh, this is also the time where I will tell you if you are a patron and you let your boss or something listen to said podcast, you might not want them to listen to your birthday episode because they're going to learn some things. They're going to learn horrible, horrible things. Yeah. And Uh, there are, quick thing. Uh, if any of the things that we say are true, 
you've got problems. <laughs> That's on you, True. buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if they if they happen to match up with reality, I no one can help you. <laughs> so. Yeah. We're, we're, we have imagination. Uh, we also have higher higher rates that uh, are higher, uh, not rates, but uh, ranges where you get a chance to see the episode notes. You get to curate your entire episode where you basically, you make us your little dancing monkeys. And it's and it's cool. And we've been joined by how many, how many of the patrons? Yeah, we've been joined? joined by quite a few patrons recent, yeah. uh, recently. It's been a good summer. It's been and a good I would like to be joined by a couple, couple others. Oh, yeah. So we got to work on that. Yeah, for sure. There's some, there's that Adriana. <clears throat> oh, we're looking at you. Mm-hmm. You need to get on the show and, and make us do things. Well, make Omar <laughs> do things. Make us watch terrible movies. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. Cause we've never thank done that. Again. Yeah. Uh, thank you for all of our patrons for supporting the show. We really do love you. You're the best. Yes. And now I'm going to talk about what if, what if we spoiled if? some things? Let's do that. Yeah. So What If is a show, it's a cartoon, or an animated show on Disney+, Plus, uh, coming out every Wednesday. I just started this past Wednesday, so what is that, yesterday? Whatever, I don't even know what today is. Uh, it is starring Jeffrey Wright as The Watcher. Uh, this is I'm, this is a uh, serial thing, so there's a bunch of episodes, but they've only released one episode at this point. Uh, Haley Atwell, Samuel L. Jackson, Jeremy Renner, Dominic Cooper, Bradley Whitford, and I'm going to stop listing names because it took me – I literally looked at the entire cast. It took me until the second the, – the character that was named the second additional voices credit. So just that, – you know, That's how far voices. you had to go to see a name you didn't recognize? Yeah. Wow. Yep. Okay. Uh, because almost everyone from the Marvel Universe said yes. Now, part of this is, of course, because when they were doing the voiceover stuff, people were just working from home so they could just say yes and not have to leave their house. But also a lot of these, you know, despite what I just said about Scarlett Johansson or and their problems she's having, uh, a lot of the people really very much believe in the, the Marvel thing and that, that being in a Marvel stuff has been beneficial to their career. And even Scarlett Johansson will say that too, I'm sure. Um, what What If is, it is based on a old comic series where they would just change something. And they would do just – this is a comic series from the 80s and 90s. I used to read it periodically if it was interesting. But, you know, it would be like, how would this f- famous storyline happen if uh, Jean Grey didn't die? How Like the Phoenix saga or whatever. But this, they're doing it based on the Marvel movies. Uh, the So the first one that I saw was um, what if Peggy Carter became Captain Carter instead of Steve Rogers becoming Captain America? So – they change one little tiny thing in this case, which if you remember Captain America, this is the very beginning. If you remember Captain America, they ask Peggy Carter if she wants where she wants to watch the experiment from, and she says that she'll watch it from the booth, meaning behind glass. In this case, she's like, yeah, I'll, just, I'll stay here and watch it. So when – so she's talking to Steve, and bad things happen to him. He gets shot, and – she has to become Captain America or Captain Carter in this case. So it changes the story and they show what happens instead. Um, I do believe this is kind of a play off out of Loki. They haven't really specifically said it, but they are starting to go into the whole multiverse thing with different branching things. Uh, as I said before, the animation's beautiful. Loved it. Like it's cell shaded. So that kind of like almost 3d, but 
almost painted look. Um, the action sequences were as good as the movies, you know, like, and they could pretty much do more in some cases. Right. Um, you know, cause you can't really blow up somebody in, in a movie. So you, you could see like explosions envelop people and things fall and stuff. You know, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, I very much in, enjoyed this. You know, it's, I know that there's an, the next episode is going to be what if uh, T'Challa, of course, Black Panther, uh, is taken up to space by the Ravagers instead of Peter Quill. So what if T'Challa becomes Star-Lord? Um, oh, wow. But the thing about this, that is, is Chadwick Boseman actually did the voices before he died. Wow. So it's going to be his last time playing the Black Panther. Um, oh, that gave me goosebumps. I was like, all like, right? man. And I'm like, damn. So, oh, shit. I'm like, oh, that's going to be awesome Ooh. in general. <clears throat> um, you know, if you just, I've always liked stories like that. You know, I like continuity. I like, you know, I'm as that comics nerd. I liked looking back 300 episodes, be like, or 300 issues, and being like, oh wow, that happened. And then 200 issues later, this happened, and it mm-hmm. kind of tied into it. That kind of stuff. Love that. But I also was a big fan of like alternate futures and other storylines, you know, like some of the DC, uh, DC used to have a thing called Elseworlds, where it was like, you know, what if uh, Superman crash landed in Russia instead of America and he became like a Russian super weapon? Oh, um, that's cool. That's interesting. Yeah, it's cool. There's a whole lot of pictures, like beautiful artwork from the, that series of Superman, like plowing grain. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. But I could see him like in his suit with like a hammer and a sickle on it instead of like an S. Yep, that's with the big like red flag. Is that true? Is, yep. that, is that? Yeah. Re- oh, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <clears throat> so or what if batman was around uh during the jack the ripper thing like just interesting stories like that so marvel is going to do this um so I, I i loved it one thing i i do hope that they do i hope they don't just do stuff like oh, wouldn't it be cool if this was you know if rocker raccoon did this or you know like silly stuff i want it to make sense so like changing one little thing and causing something to actually make sense to happen is they need to make sure that they hold their writers to that at all times not just you know, it'd be cool if so-and-so was a good guy instead. You know, what if Thanos was an Avenger? Like, there needs to be a reason why stuff happens. Um, and so far, it looks like there is. Right, like what you described with how she's Captain Carter instead of Captain America. Like, there's a reason yeah. that it happened. And it, and yeah, it, because she, it, decide, she made one split decision. Correct, to and it flows. To, the, the story yeah. flows. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. As you're describing this, I'm remembering now, like, I do remember seeing these what-if comics. Like, I never really got it. I never read them. You know, like, it just wasn't, I didn't under, totally get the premise. But this sounds, like, really, really interesting. I think I'm definitely going to check this out. Um, and it brings you back to those movies. And it's what's interesting is I've I've now watched, other than the first time seeing them, I've now watched through the entire Marvel series, like, three times, all the Marvel movies. Um, interesting. Do you do them in order one, of release or in order of, uh, like, you know, There's like a time. list online. There's a list online that I follow. Um, like, time order? Like Captain America first, and then and then you know Captain Marvel or whatever, like whatever. Yeah, were. I think I think it's it's close to that. Yeah. There's a couple that are a little bit weird because like Guardians of the Galaxy two actually gets pushed up right after right after Guardians of the Galaxy one. Okay. Um, but yeah, and you know I've done that multiple times. I don't even know really how many. I I just finished it again with my kid. Like that was the pandemic thing we did. We watched all of them straight through. I've never done that. I got to do that. Yeah, it's it's interesting, but you start really seeing even more connection, and you realize just how smart these creators are. 
so definitely seeing these little changes is is impressive so interesting i highly suggest watching what if on disney plus and now that you have disney plus you can do it they're 30 minutes each i think that's perfect what i'm hearing is there's a little change that causes like a butterfly effect type of thing kind of like in a sound of thunder you're welcome what i'm saying like full circle i'm bringing it all back full circle you're so lucky so lucky that rob isn't here because i can't handle talking the rest of the podcast by myself <laughs> I, i'm really glad i live three and a half hours away because i'd be a dead man right now. <laughs> i'm not i'm not so sure either it'd be murderous but there'd be there's... okay you might step in some feces on the way out of your door tomorrow <laughs> That's fair. And you know what? I would deserve it. I'm not going to lie. I... <laughs> it would be dinosaur feces. <laughs> it would. Uh, I think it would be absurd. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Uh-huh. And I was going to say, that's a great uh, tie-in to our next thing. So go ahead. <sighs> okay. All right. Okay. So I guess this track was released um, on the 6th of this month. Correct. Um, it was Friday, I believe. Yep. Um, I, I saw this earlier today as well. Um, it was an unreleased track from um, Chinese Democracy. Gosh, how long has that been since I've spent like it's been a decade more, right? Like two thousand eight. Yeah, wow. Something like God, that. that's yeah. crazy. And remember when the joke was like that? It's the album that will never be released, like because it took like well the the, the album. It's the joke was, that I always heard was that Chinese Democracy would actually happen before, before Chinese Democracy. Exactly right. Uh, oh, the track was called Silkworms. It didn't make it onto the record. Um, and then I guess they played it live on the third in Boston, and then they released it three days later. Mm-hmm. Um, well, okay. All right, I'll you do this first, and then we, song. Huh? I know you do. You have opinions about this song. I do. So. Do you want? Should we go through this first and then do the opinions, or do you want to? What do you think? I, I can't. My my brain is like fuzzy about about. Uh, go ahead about and this do, go ahead and do the opinions. Go ahead and do the opinion. We'll jump on the opinion. <clears throat> yeah. I think there's a reason it didn't get onto Chinese democracy. <laughs> okay. Because it's terrible. It's just not a good song. Um, it, to me, it feels like a song that is just trying too hard. It, it's trying too hard to be whatever. It's trying to, too hard to be, you know, badass and like this rockin' whatever. And Slash is like one of the great guitar players of our time. Don't get me wrong. It's just, but there's nothing. I don't mind the fact that if I was like just kind of flipping through the radio, which I never do, um, and I heard it, I would not, I would absolutely not recognize it as Guns N' Roses. I don't mind that. That's not a big deal. I like the when artists change and kind of evolve. You know what I mean? That's cool to me. Like, I have no problem with that. But it's just, it feels like they're, they're trying so hard for a certain thing. Or like the certain cool badassness, and it just doesn't work. It just falls. It's very, very. I don't know. I don't know. It's just corny, and the the lyrics are. The lyrics are way over the top. They're just ridiculous. It's just silly. It's just silly to me. So like, I, I get why it didn't make it on the record. Like, I, I'm surprised that it was released. I don't. Maybe they're just trying to promote their tour. I guess maybe. Um, did you see the the video with like the Medusa thing? I saw in the article about it. I saw an image, like an animated yeah. GIF of the whole video is just like a Medusa, literally like with snakes and everything. 
And then, like, the video goes through different phases where, like, sometimes she's, like, breathing fire and, like, just doing different things. Uh, so it's probably screen graphics, like, for the stage, for, like, the LED screens on the, the thing, because they, they put a lot of stuff like that up. Oh, that's a good point. It didn't, it didn't occur to me. That could be the background stage stuff. But that's just what the video was, and that seemed like what was the official video that I just found yeah. on YouTube. But, um, gotcha. Yeah, no, it's just, it's just, um, it's a track that didn't need to be released. It's just, there's no, in my opinion, it doesn't. Or it's maybe a B-side. Yeah, maybe some kind of B-side, some kind of collector thing, you know, for like a real hardcore fan. Um, okay. And I couldn't help it. I went through some of the, like, the, like, I just want to see what people on YouTube were saying. And the reviews were actually more mixed than I thought. Um, a lot of people were saying that it's just not good or bad or whatever. Um, and then some people were like, this is awesome, you know, new Guns N' Roses. Clearly, they didn't know that the album, the song was written like 15 years ago. But, um, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it had it had some positive reviews. And th- some people were right that it is like a hard-driving, sort of like kick-and-ass type song, right? Which I, it is. It's just not, it just didn't need to happen. It just didn't need to be released. It's just a, medi- gotcha. it's mediocre. So I've got a couple things. One, um... Actually, I I really like the music behind it. Now, I know I'm pretty sure I've heard Silkworms at some point. I just don't – I couldn't see like, oh, I heard it on the streaming service right, or right. live because I've seen them live recently. Uh, not in the past two years or three years even, but actually it's about five years ago. Um, so I, I definitely like it musically, and I can definitely pick out some of the slash guitar parts. Sure, for sure. I, I, really, I really like the – it's not a flow. The I like when Slash weaves his guitar in and out of songs, uh, mm-hmm. like November Rain. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple songs in on of all things Spaghetti Incident that are popping into my head. It's like their more punk album or the punk covers album. Yeah, yeah. And I could hear a lot of that. In fact, I didn't even realize it, but like after I listened to that song, uh, which by the way, guys, do not listen to that song. You won't be listening to this in your car with kids either. But don't listen to that song with kids because the lyrics are are over the top and it's like it happens right away it's like i was like oh I, i'll listen to the music until my kid gets in the car when i was picking him up from from uh daycare or a uh, uh camp and it was like the first line was like shit yep like, nope. whoops there's no <laughs> yeah it's pretty merciless <laughs> there's no yeah <laughs> there's yeah. no waiting till the you know fifth chorus or whatever that's not happening <laughs> yeah so that's one thing um there's a couple things in songs and i don't know if you make these like little rules like, there's certain things I don't like, and I really don't like when the one-word chorus is just, like, not – that doesn't go along with the music, and it's just a word screamed out. Right. And, like, this is like, absurd! Yeah, or, I get that. Absurd! Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it drives me nuts. And there's one – and every so often there will be a song that breaks that, like, for example, tequila. Like, okay. Sure. Right. That's fine. But a lot of times – and I can't even really – System of Down does that a couple times, but there's just – it's just one of those things that, like, when I hear it, I'm like, okay, they just didn't know where to put that. And, like, another one is another weird one with me, for example, and this one does it too, this song does it too, is when they reference the song in the song. Okay. Like, like when they self-reference the, the song, and, like, that that seems like poor lyric writing to me. Like, and you mean, again, you mean like, literally are... saying, as I'm writing, like, the lyric will be, I'm writing this song, that kind of thing, you mean? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. No, and, again... If the song is freaking awesome, it can bypass that and it becomes something I like because I know there are some songs that do that. I, ha- I also have opinions about songs with butterflies in it. 
Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but like the lyrics of this do mention some something about the song, but I didn't catch like, that. You, the, I believe I did. I just didn't catch song. it. Um, like I will look it up. Okay. Um, Real quick. I don't know. I think it's one of those things where like if if you're a Guns N' Roses fan, I think you should definitely check it out. I, I think. I think if you're a GNR fan, it's worth the listen. I listen to it like, uh, I think at, okay, at yeah, least half a dozen line. times. I'm sorry. The first line is "Listen, motherfuckers," to the song that should be heard. Got it. I didn't catch the song that should be heard part. Yeah, yeah. and it's like, well, one because we were frantically like, "Oh, I just taught my child a new word." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do. Rob did chime in on this. He in a text, and I will I will use his words. He was like, "You can definitely tell." That they didn't think that Axel still had the pipes or the voice for that because they, they do they do there's a lot of uh, uh, voice work or there's a lot of like distortion and pinching or something of his voice. Don't they? What, what um, they do that on uh, something off of Use Your Illusion, or they they like distort him a little bit too. So yeah. so that could have been what was it? Was it Get in the Ring? It's like My World. My My World. My World. And uh, how did I pull that out of my yeah, yeah. Well, because that that's you know, it's 1994, but those records were no, Use Your Illusion was like 91. Use... I'm saying the last time I oh, actually heard the that last song. time you listened that's to that song, yeah, that's funny. Um, was that you that shared the article, like that thing where like Use Your Illusion and the Black Album came out with like within whatever months of each other? Yeah, it was that's like insane within, within like six weeks, like uh, Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Guns N' Roses, Metallica, Black Album. Ch- uh, Chili Peppers, Soundgarden, and like, like two other the machine or something, or like. And I think it didn't even it didn't even mention uh, "Out of Time" by REM too. I think that was part That's of it insane. too. But um, yeah. So like the distortion, the voice distortion thing for for Axel could have just been this, you know, just this track, and it worked. They feel like it worked for the track. You know what I mean? I I don't disagree with Rob necessarily. I just don't know. I would have to hear everything else from that era. And Chinese democracy didn't it, it didn't really light me up, so I didn't really pay attention to it when it came out, mm-hmm. like at all. Yeah, I mean, you can't sing like that, like Axel does for that long, and not tear apart your vocal cords. Well, how was he live? You said you saw him recently, right? Um, I mean, it's it's definite. You can definitely tell, right? That his voice, that his voice is shot. What I've seen um, I wear- on TV, you know, just from television clips or whatever doesn't sound great but it's different live i don't you know i don't know yeah i i've always wear earplugs when i go to concerts because i go to so many of them you have to um and so it and there's something about it the higher frequencies seem to get through a little more so it really does isolate his vocals a little more than just the complete din of the whole concert right so i definitely you can definitely tell that it's not i mean did you go to that show at like what 1991 92 i think it was the new year show now the new year show no okay yeah so i saw them 91 92 i think i've never seen guns new year's eve i've always missed them for whatever reason oh wow yeah so uh it was a new year's eve show and i mean the opening band was that was soundgarden in 90 in 1991 uh it was an incredible show i mean as i said when they did the countdown to the and I will say that this is my one of my favorite things about music is when they did the countdown for New Year's. It was uh, at the end. Of, it was in the middle of Paradise City when it kind of breaks down at the end. Yeah, 
Oh, that's awesome. Uh, it's that it sounded like the end of the world because he like you know dun, 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 yeah. dun, whatever, and then he was like ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, right. three, two, and then there's you know explosions and inflatable things and whatever. and they're just jamming on stage. Yeah, that's awesome. And it was like that's a pretty good concert to mm-hmm. sort of start off your concert. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Wait, that was your first concert? No, the first one was oh. uh, the first one was Poison and Slaughter. Oh wow. The poison, or sorry, the slaughter Iraq tour. Because <laughs> we were and, in war. We had 1991, I, I, right? Got it. Yeah, yeah. Ah, that's funny. Yeah. My first one was Pink Floyd, but that's that's a whole other thing. For I me. almost was supposed to go to that. With you. Yeah, that's right. You, you son of a bitch. And my wife still makes fun of me for that. Yeah, I ended up going with uh, our long-haired friend. Super, super, uh-huh. super, super, super long-haired friend. Uh, okay. You know what I mean. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Well, so... Yeah, uh, that's that's Guns N' Roses. You know, we're not old guys hating new stuff. It, it's it's weird, but I do like that there's new music, and it's it's a curiosity. And the the fact that they were in, able to label it as absurd, I think they they get that's curiosity. Well, and and I have to say, like one of the first things that caught me up about it, like when I looked it up, and this was a, I don't mean to sound like that guy, but this was a red flag to me. The, the the way that the the um the the word absurd is written, it's all capital letters with a backwards R. And I was like, okay, now I feel like I'm in a garage band in 1993. Like this is that's just cheesy to me. It was just it was bad. Like it was very. I, I was already skeptical when I saw that. <laughs> I just and I just realized that. Yeah. Like and I thought, oh my god, that does not bode well. Like that really is something that I would have thought was cool when I was wearing like shredded Metallica shirts and jeans with the. You're whole... pretty edgy for a sixty-one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that's uh, uh, no. <sighs> well, let's let's take it home here. Let's. We've got one last topic, and it's an awesome, in my opinion, topic, or really yes. good, I should say. Yeah, and I guess I can take this real quick. I'll take the intro, and then we'll go from sure. there. We're going to talk about the Suicide Squad. That's not just Suicide Squad. It's the Suicide Squad. Released 8-5-21. That's August 5th uh, on HBO Max and in the theaters. Directed by James Gunn, speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy. Starring, this is another one of those um, where everyone on the planet was in it. Uh, but I'll talk about some of the important ones. Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Idris Elba as Bloodsport. John Cena as Peacemaker. Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flagg. Michael Rooker as Savant. Viola Davis at, is reprising her role as Waller. Uh, and, oh, of course, uh, Kinnaman is also reprising his role as Rick Flagg. Uh, John Ostrander, he's one of the creators of – he's a comic book creator, and that's why I'm going to say his name because he was he's also in it as uh, like a side character. Uh, Nathan Fillion as TDK, which I forget what TDK stood for. Something with the arms. Oh, yeah. The detachable... Detachable? Detachable kid? The detachable kid or something like that. Yeah. It was really funny. <laughs> that... Jai Courtney as Boomerang. <laughs> Flulaborg as Javelin. He was awesome. <laughs> Javelin? Yeah, Flulaborg in general. Yeah. I just like him. Yeah. Mailing as Monga- Mongal. As not Mongol. Right. Uh, the female version. Pete Davidson as... Let's... Uh, Blackguard, now a couple, uh, there's a bunch. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Sean Gunn was played Weasel. Sean Gunn is... Uh, oh, that was Sean Gunn? Yeah. Okay. James Gunn's brother. You know him probably as one of the uh, Ravagers in... Uh, right, right. In uh, Guardians. 
Uh, Polka Dot Man is David Dasmalchin. King Shark is played by Sylvester Stallone. And I just have to say this guy. His name is Fernando Martinez. His character name is Sliced Dome Soldado. He is the guy that gets his head cut in half by uh, the boomerang. And he has his, Oh, that's, that's his really name. funny. Sliced Dome. Yeah, so. Did you catch... Is this... I'm not sure if it's Sean, if that's Sean Gunn now that I'm thinking about it. The scene, very, very beginning of the movie. Um, the... Who was it? Um, there's 15 names on here, so I'm looking through. Uh, Blackguard, the Pete Davidson character. He's yep. walking through the the jail. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't him. It was Polka Dot Man. Polka Dot Man's walking through the jail, and he's kind of like all scared or whatever. And somebody's like, "Hey, Polka Dot guy or whatever, like you're, you're you know you're, you're such a pussy or whatever." He said, and he starts mm-hmm. laughing at him. That was one of the Ravagers. Like the oh. person who says that to him and like laughs at him was also one of the Ravagers from from. Uh, That's funny. Yeah. And I and I didn't place that until just now when when you said Ravage, I was like, why do I know that guy? That's funny, Pokemon man. This is it's... actually a weird little thing, and we were going on a lot of, a lot of asides here, but you know why not? Uh, David Desmouchin, he uh, he was in a commercial years ago, and it was one of those commercials about your cell phone service dropping out, and it was like him sitting next to a window talking to his girlfriend's parents or something. And it was like, and he was like asking them if he can marry them, and it was like dropping out, so it like made it sound like like he was either saying something bad or they were saying no, hell no, kind of thing. Um, and it was weird because I was, I was kind of working with people that did um, improv. I was friendly with people that did improv, and so I was kind of like had a lot of improv people that I followed on Twitter. Or like this was very early on in the stuff. And one of the people that I was that I was talking to was him. Interesting. And he was talking about how he did this commercial, and like it was weird because all of the improv people, improv people, were very, very like into it. It's not a, I wouldn't say a cult, but it's like very much a club. Like, oh, you did great. You know, you could do this better, but you did great. You right, know, like right. they're very positive. Right. And they were like talking about him like oh whatever and he's like oh my gosh thank you so much he was like super super nice and i talked to him briefly i said oh i saw your commercial you did awesome he's like oh yeah and he's like i got cast in he's like i'm you know getting cast in some other things i'm gonna be in the new batman movie um now of course after that i didn't get a chance to talk to him again but he was the dude you remember when um, i do remember yes the, the he was the guy that was all sweaty and freaking out uh-huh. in the lineup with like all the police officers yeah when so yeah, that's so funny because now I'm looking like I like now that you see it because I he's, he's he's got that face that you know you've seen before. Yeah. So he when when uh, what's his face? Uh, he's not Two Face yet, but he's inside of the the base and they have like all the police lined up outside. Right. He's the one that like freaks out and like blows up or something. But then he's of got course a he's phone. An is he the one with the phone inside of him? I th- remember he like put maybe. The, remember the like phone goes off and like the, it's like it's yeah. like sewed up in his stomach. That was in Maybe. Dark Knight. It's, <clears throat> yeah, it was. It was definitely Dark Knight because of of Two Face. But oh, that's right. Either way, it was it. Yeah, yeah. So either way, uh, he, you know, it was cool because I got a chance to talk to him before he speak, and I will never talk to him again. <laughs> but if he ever wants to be on the show and he's listening right now, which he's not, he might be. be cool. He's we're big. Yeah. with yeah, we're big with the DC community. Yeah, <laughs> uh, exactly. Uh, DC, what does DC stand for? The community that we're <laughs> not the superhero one. <laughs> no. Dissected. 
no, something. Uh, <laughs> Stopsis. Supervillains Harley Quinn, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, and a collection of nutty cons at Bell Reeve Prison join the super secret, super shady Task Force X as they are dropped in on the remote enemy infused island of Corto Maltese. Nicely, nicely uh, pronounced. Is, thank you. Corto Maltese actually showed up in a previous uh, DC movie, which I think was like a like an old Superman or something. It was mentioned, but so it's kind of a throwback. It's kind of an Easter egg, but we're not going to do that. Okay. Uh, so, what did you think? I I um I went into it, you know, kind of, you know. In my opinion, Suicide Squad, and I know this is not necessarily a popular opinion, but even like Birds of Prey, and basically the the DC is floundering big time compared to the Marvel movies. The whole DC oeuvre. Yeah, it's just, it's not good. And this I really liked. This was fun. They did a good job. Um, I came into it knowing nothing about the plot. Of course I know who Suicide Squad, like I get the premise, but I didn't know anything about what the plot would be. I didn't know anything about um, the characters and like, you know, what their roles are in the movie. So I really liked, and I don't know if this is, this was a spoiler for me. So it might be a massive spoiler that I'm about to tell you. So that's your warning. But I loved how, um, you know, the movie starts off and you have all these like, you know, you got Michael Rooker and like all these actors that everybody knows, you know, um, uh, uh, Pete Davidson and like, right. And they're dead in like 10 minutes. <laughs> like they're gone. Like it's, they were just, they were just being used to, <laughs> to make sure that the, the real team got in unscathed. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, so th- I thought that was hilarious. I thought that was so funny. Yeah. So it was like the scream, you know, where they kill off the big star, right? At the right. Beginning, but, What's interesting is just from a filmmaking standpoint, like if you want to know how not to make a movie, the first Suicide Squad is the one to look at because I've said this on the show like 800 times. Look up Suicide Squad editing and you'll see all the stuff they did wrong. Really? This, yeah. It's like there's there's an editor that breaks down all the mistakes they make. Like something huge will happen and it'll cut to the reaction scene and never show what actually happened kind of thing. Oh. This movie does, like this movie really eases you into what's about to happen. And it does it a little early with... They have uh, Michael Rooker's character, Savant, in a jail cell. It's kind of an open air. It looks like a racquetball court kind of thing. And he's bouncing a ball around, like, like on these different X's that he's put up there so he can, like, basically hit anything just with ricochets. And he's not even looking. Yeah. Yeah. And then he does it, and he does it to kill a bird. And, like, they show it kill the bird. And, like, as soon as you see that, you're like, oh, this is not the same type of superhero movie. And then, like you said, literally five to ten minutes later, you see Pete Davidson get his face blown off. Like, literally blown literally, off. Literally, there's, like, a hole in his where his face was. Yeah. And it's it's shocking, and it's abrupt, and the editing on that is perfect. Everything is quick. You know, the people are getting their heads sliced in half. There's people getting ripped in half. Uh, the uh, A uh, similar uh, little parakeet, whatever it is, uh, canary i don't even know what that thing was gets his revenge after the after uh, that's right uh, what's his face his head gets blown yep. up that was funny and it's yeah. like oh so you like introduced all these characters and then they all die like most of them die and it's like whoa okay this is interesting uh the weasel i loved loved everything about the weasel 
It might be my favorite character in the history of movies. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Just the, like licking the window in the prison. Like, they, Oh, that was funny. That was very funny. They go to the attack. They drop this weasel-like character into the water. And he's like drowning. It's like freaking out. And they're like, did anyone check if that weasel thing could drive? <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. Because you don't expect that either. You're expecting all these badasses to like fall out and jump out of the thing. And then they swim and they, t- they kick ass. First thing that happens, this fucking guy drowns to death. Like he drowns. Like, like oh, he, and he lands wrong too. He lands like in a belly flop. <laughs> His eyes are going different directions and shit. It's like that was good. That was funny. Uh, th- this movie does, I think, great justice to Harley Quinn. Uh, I'm not sure. Like, in what way? What do you mean? Like, the the hallway fight scene. Yeah, was incredible. Yeah, yeah, was awesome. Yeah. That's true. She's she's badass in this, and like there's a whole sequence there which is beautiful. I thought that Flag was a lot less annoying in this than in the other one, and I liked. I, the problem with the first one is is that everyone kind of hated each other. In this Agreed. one, and this one, they become there's a camaraderie, uh, camaraderie that develops. Yeah, like Flag and uh, Bloodsport are friends. They they serve together. Um, we have that. We have um, Harley Quinn and Flag have grown to respect each other from past missions. At least you get the impression of that. Uh, you know, and she, she's like genuinely touched that he was going to come save her because, you know, the character has been, in character form, the character has been dealing with an abusive lover, the Joker, right. who literally turned her into a, a bleached a crazy person. And she takes her revenge out without getting into oh, yeah. details in this movie. Yeah, yeah. She uh, she takes a little bit of the, she goes she does a little bit of therapy, <laughs> which I didn't see that coming either. To be honest, that's one yeah, of the things yeah. about this movie that I liked. I, a lot of stuff I didn't see coming. Like I didn't expect things to happen, and it wasn't exhausting. I love when they like go mm-hmm. into this like village, and they're like killing everybody and kicking ass, and then they get into the room, and Flag has been saved because they're trying to save him, and he's in there with. Uh, I forgot the character's name. Um, the 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 woman that's like the leader of the, the leader of the revolution. She's like, "Where's my team?" And they're like, "We uh, we didn't we didn't see anybody. Uh, we I what team? Team? I didn't see a team." And she walks out. And they're all dead. <laughs> and they're like, "Flies." We're really around. sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was fucking. That was hilarious. Like, how funny is that? Like that whole scene was fantastic. Oh, and yeah, and especially with the various kills. Uh, so they'll. they'll whole basic story here is that the family that runs this island of Corto Maltese uh, has been overpo- overthrown by this like one, you know, Generalissimo. I can't get that one right. <laughs> Generalissimo? Generalissimo? <laughs> yeah, that. that Any number of um, cigar smoking uh, dudes wear uh, army uniforms all right. the time. Or military uniforms all the time. And the problem is not that this island was overthrown, just the fact that the other family was really allowed to be in charge of it by the United States because they had a top-secret alien that had landed there, which was this giant starfish. Star of that, a conqueror. Yeah, that could basically take control of people and turn them into mindless zombie creatures. And it was gross. <laughs> Oh, do not watch this movie studies. while you're eating. I made yeah. that mistake. 
No calamari. Oh, God, no anything. Pizza. Don't eat pizza. Oh, God. Ooh. Sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, you don't. Oh, oh don't. Yeah. I had food poisoning Monday and Tuesday and some of Wednesday. I, I know. Oh, so you're down a few pounds. <laughs> I am, actually. Yeah. yeah. It was just actually just barfing up pure acid. Oh, God. So I could have been technically one of the characters oh. in this movie. That could have been my secret power. Oh, my God. That's great. Uh, I'm glad you're okay, though. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of panic. Sure. Um, so, yeah, they basically this, then this general takes over the United States is like, oh shit. And you're thinking, okay, well, they don't want them to have this, this weapon. But the real thing is they didn't want anyone to realize that the United States funded this weapon and the fact that they were doing studies on the random people and children and whatever in this island. So they're there as, they think they're there as a rescue or a, to kill this thing, but what they're actually there for is to destroy the hard drives that show that America was kind of at fault. Right. To wipe out our connection to it. Yeah. Um, uh, that brings me to just quick thing like Starro in this one. And then, mm-hmm. and then I forgot the character's names, like the bad, the bad, the evil witch thing or whatever it was in the first suicide squad. They're both. Yeah. Enchantress. Enchant. That's what, thank you. They were, they're both like over the top bad guys that are, almost to the point of, like, ridiculousness. Like, Starro was... Starro was kind of... It's goofy premise. It's just giant starfish. It's, like, 50s or 60s comic stuff, which it actually is. Oh, is it? Okay. Uh, that I didn't that know. That is, yeah. But then even I remember in the first Suicide Squad, one of the main things that bugged me so much was Enchantress, and then there was, like, another dude with her or whatever, and they, they were, like, so all-powerful, and it sort of came out of nowhere because they were, like, mystical almost. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it didn't even make, it didn't fit the vibe of the rest of the movie, in in my opinion. And then I think they were going for another giant, ridiculous thing that they have to fight with this movie. It worked a little better, but it was... I, I missed it by a year. It uh, was in the first comic, was uh, uh, in The Brave and the Bold, number uh, 28, which was uh, 1960, that character came out. Which one, Enchantress? A, uh, no, the Starro. The starfish character. 1960? Mm-hmm. Damn. Wow. Okay. I did not know that. <clears throat> All right. Wow. And it's it's funny because it's a, a silly thought. Oh, it's just a starfish. What that can you just cut off its arm, you know, whatever. But then you, like, realize, okay, it's huge. Great. It can do mind control so it can make other things do stuff. And it has these nasty starfish that fly out of it and will stick to faces and whatever. And you're like, okay, I can see that being kind of creepy. Is Was that the original Starro as well? Yeah. That's interesting because when I saw this character, I didn't mean not knowing this, but when I saw the this movie, I thought it was like a ripoff. It reminded me of a cross between Aliens and the Rick and Morty episode where those like face hugger things take over your mind. Like oh, yeah. I literally thought that it was like a, a almost a ripoff of those two ideas, not realizing that those two that Starro was existed before most of these people were even born. <laughs> well, the Rick and Morty people might have actually stolen from this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not yeah. real. Not now I realize that, but I didn't. Okay. Anyway, sorry. So that's that. Uh, I want to take a moment. Well, yeah, I want to take a moment and talk about John Cena. Yeah. I was going to ask you about your opinion. He was great. Like here's what I, I am. Okay. I, we've talked about wrestling on here. I don't really watch it religiously, but I'm kind of getting into it a little bit now because the AEW stuff, et cetera, et cetera. But, yeah, you didn't probably hear that because you weren't on last week. 
Right. I feel like someone is slowly killing off my co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Replacing them with starfish uh, people. And people who steal um, forklifts. I think it is really difficult for someone who is, you know, a jock or in a jock type thing to take a step back and be like, yeah, I can make fun of myself. And he, like, you know, when he's like, a, you could have dicks all over this beach and I'll eat every one of them if it's for America or freedom right, or whatever. Right, 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 That was funny. And I'm like, I cannot picture, you know, any other muscle-bound dude saying that. May, I mean, Sylvester Stallone played a giant shark in this, so maybe, but we'll get to that. He also says at one point, I love peace. I love peace so much, I'll kill every man, woman, and child I have to for peace. <laughs> 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 and even get, I think one of the other characters even looks at him like, what the fuck, man? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and the uh, the other thing about him in this movie is he did, he did a good job and his acting got better. Like, he's yeah. not, like, he's not always a great actor. Like, I don't mean to be that guy. But he, he was really good in this. Like, he, he wasn't John Cena anymore for the first time that yeah. I've ever seen him on screen. No, I, I absolutely agree. Like he was, I thought he was great when I, uh, when I when he was on screen. I you know wanted more. I was never he never like took me out of it and be like, oh, that's John Cena. Um, I liked the I loved the little back and forth with him and Bloodsport. Like, like oh, I I you know where they're kind of doing the the thing from Lord of the Rings where they're like the the rivalry where how many bad guys they're killing. Right, right. <laughs> they're like talking about like. Shooting like uh, I'll shoot you here. He's like I'll shoot my bullet right right into your bullet hole. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And it won't even touch the sides of the of your original bullet how, hole. <laughs> how are you gonna do that? Small bullets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was good. It was good, and he had well, he had good lines too. But he he pulled the character off. Like he did a good job. Yeah, and he, and he's uh, he's going to be on a show. That's like, I think it's gonna be an HBO Max show, maybe Hulu show. Uh, based on that character, so Peacemaker is going to be a show. So that oh cool that kind of explains the after credit sequence. If you saw it, uh, I did. Yes, I did see it, and I was uh, going to ask you about it, but there we go. Yeah the the other standout character to me, I thought was King Shark, who uh, I I love everything about him too. I liked him and Weasel. I man, give me a show that's King Shark and Weasel. <laughs> yeah, Ant Man like, and Wasp, King Shark and Weasel. Right, like every episode, Weasel almost dies or does die, and then comes yeah. back. You know, you cut to King Shark, and he's got like he horks up a hairball, and it's Weasel. Like, give me all that. <laughs> uh, we, King Shark is Sylvester Stallone. He basically says "Dom Nom" all the time. Right. He always he's, wants to eat everything, living or dead, doesn't matter. Yeah, preferably living. Uh, he was a villain. He was a good guy in the movie, but he was a villain overall. They talked. You know, he was eating people alive, and yet when he was getting shot up close by all those people, I was like, no. Yeah, exactly. Or I, when he was attacked by those swimming things. Yeah. He thought he was so – it was so funny. Like, I'm like, oh, he made little fishy friends. And then five minutes later, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, what is that? What happened? They were so cute. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is this, man? Yeah. Actually, an acquaintance of mine modeled all those. Really? Uh, yeah, from, from work. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. That's Her name is Lori Brugger. She, uh, she works for a company called Framestore, and she did that. And um, I've had her, like, teach classes – with me and stuff. Not, we're not super close, but she's. We're like I've, an acquaintance. I've done some seminars right. with her. We'll put it that way. Well, next time you see her, tell her she fucking nailed it because those things looked amazing. Yeah. And she, uh, she also did the, uh, the pieces from like when the space or the sat the space shuttle got hit in gravity or the space station. Really or got hit. 
she did a lot of the stuff there, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So she knows yeah, her stuff. Clearly. That's amazing. Um, so that was yeah, so I thought King Shark Shark was great. Uh Polka Dot Man was they said they always hid how Pokemon Dot Man's like actions actually worked or his like powers actually worked. And they talked about how it's gonna be like something you've never seen before, and I was like, How is that possible? And then these like glowing protrusions popping up everywhere were great. Yeah, it was really it was funny, like because until you see, oh, talk about psychological issues, but it's funny because like you, you, when they show him like kind of go off, like on his own, and you hear like all these little like it was almost like like coins dropping in a in a in like a slot machine, like like this little sound, yeah, and then he comes back and they're all gone, and then the way then and without the one thing I try not to spoil, but it's funny like the polka dots themselves, like what they are. And where they come from, and how he has to get like it's it's really fucking funny, and he turns out to be like a super badass character. I I just wish it was, I wish we saw more of that. Is what I'm gonna say. Yeah. Well, he was and he was tortured by his his mom. So there's some mommy issues there too that that show up every once in a while. Well, and 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 that's that's a fucked up thing in and of itself. But the way they do it in the movie is really funny. Like it's hilarious. Like it's. Mm-hmm. It's it's good. I I got a good kick out of that. How, how they, it was yeah, I'm gonna actually now that we've talked about, it, I'm probably gonna watch it again tonight. Yeah, I'm down to watch the, the, that. in the chat. Well, I was planning on watching the 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 Woodstock documentary. Yeah, somebody mentioned that in the chat room, and I, that looks really cool as well. I didn't even know about it. Mm-hmm. I knew a little bit about it, but I thought it was like coming out soon. Speaking but, of, there's yeah, another well, documentary guess we're covered. that just came out that we have to talk about next week. Uh, next week we're gonna it's gonna be music week apparently. Rob missed the wrong. Week. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that uh, it's the Suicide Squad. It's you know see it in the theater. Um, give this give this type of movie some support. Um, I know. Okay, well I know some people aren't going to theaters because there are rising numbers of COVID. But um, you can also get this on HBO Max. So you know this is the type of stuff I want to see more of. Adult level superhero movies, adult level action movies again. And, you know, so get that subscription to HBO Max and watch it. It's worth it. This and, was really good. And if you don't have HBO yeah. Max, you can watch this. And then you can watch that, um, the reboot of the Justice League. Because that's fantastic as yeah. well. And that's, you know, four ninety nine I think, for a, a month of that or something. And well worth it. You get to, to, that's a lot of hours programming, so... I think that's it. Anything else about either of those things? No, I just thought it was. Uh, I, I'm. I just final thing for this. I'm. I was really happy to see how well this movie came out, and uh, if they can keep this sort of vibe going with with these movies, like I'm down for more Suicide Squad or however they want to do like some spinoff things from it because it was great. It, it worked. It really worked. King Shark and Weasel. Just yeah, saying. there it is. <laughs> I'll write it. I will. Perfect. Sounds uh, good. I'd watch next, it. Yeah. Next week, you guys get a chance to listen to us talk about more music stuff, the Fat, the fat Boys movie Disorderlies, which I'm not sure if I saw or not. But we'll be talking about that. Um, we'll be – not a lot to say about it, but we will um, – I will also be talking about the Fat Boys a little, and we will come up with our question of the week. So tune in for that on Monday. Uh, And as uh, I like to say, thank you for listening.